Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. We have Jared here today. New Japan Jared, even though we're not really doing any New Japan. Right, right. Um, let's get into Dynamite right away. We're going to be doing, this is the world outside of the E. We're doing mostly AEW this week. A little bit of impact will be covered because it is pertinent to the AEW stuff. And it is a, as they say, open door. Yes. Just a forbidden door. It's like a revolving door. The forbidden turnstiles. (laughs) The forbidden turnstiles. And Uh, John Moxley's hopping them. Yes. Yes. Actually, no, I should have said Eddie Kingston. Right. You know Eddie Kingston. Has hopped turnstiles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. I don't think he's ever paid for. No. No. Even when he started making money. Oh, yeah. He's still jumping. Just habit. On principle. (laughs) On principle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not giving any money to to the guys who run the railways. The elite. Battle. We start out Dynamite Hot. Elite Battle. Um, Omega and the Bucks versus da- Dante yeah. Martin and Matt and Mike Seidel. And I thought... The match was a great showcase for Dante, I thought, more than anything else. It seemed like the whole... The point was to start out the show hot. Yes. And showcase... Um, Dante Martin. Right. And people are gonna watch if the Bucks are in it and Omega's in oh, it. Oh yeah, and he does he does some stuff. The thing, the move he does where he puts his like foot on the bottom rope, and he like does like a backwards flip over Omega from that position was so crazy. Mm-hmm. His drop kick was insane. Like everything he did was crazy. It worked. It, yeah, it was. It, was it just worked a blast. because when this match was over, Martin was a star. Absolutely, that's all it takes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and if they just continue like to put him in these type of spots, the sky's the limit for the kid. I know his his brother uh, is still injured. I forget what exactly the injury was, but it's been a while. So I hope his brother's gonna come back too. Yeah, um, of course the Bucks have to go over here, but uh-huh. that wasn't the point of the whole thing. It, it was I, I really loved the whole thing. I loved Donald commentary always, uh, Tony and. JR being schmucks over there. Uber. Babyface. Oh my gosh. And Excalibur was obviously fantastic. Oh, um, Excalibur is the glue that holds every single one of their commentary booths together. Interesting sidebar. I read an article on... Uh, I think it's... I forget who wrote it. I apologize to whomever you were. Pro Wrestling Sheets, maybe. If I got that wrong, I apologize. Um, article about it was I think it was on their Facebook page I don't know if it was their article but it was about how Excalibur has become the best commentator in wrestling and best is obviously subjective but I do sometimes wish there were less people on commentary because Excalibur yeah. is so good it was especially on Rampage on Rampage yeah, it was, it was like Jesus just too many it, Jericho's just for my taste Jericho's too much on commentary. You know what I mean? Because he just can't allow for any silence. And when you have a crowd as hot as AEW's crowds always are, screaming over them the whole match doesn't allow for the crowd to be what they should be in matches sometimes, if that makes sense. And I also would like Excalibur is so good at calling out move sets and where move sets have come from and how a guy he's very you're too young to remember this but he's very iron mike tenay-ish in that manner without yeah iron mike tenay almost always sounded like he was being um 
like fed? No, like he was like your professor telling you <laughs> instead of like the cool adjunct guy that, yeah. that, that can portray the same messages more smoothly. Yeah. And that's Excalibur is the guy you want to hear tell you facts. Oh, yeah. Whenever he just, tells me something, I just believe him completely. Right. And he's great. He's absolutely great. Okay, moving on. Um, Christian Cage's music hits, and we have uh, Christian comes out, and Don Callis lets him know that, or lets the world know that Christian will finally get his five-star match because he's going to be wrestling Kenny which was good. But but Christian uh, obviously knows the Pittsburgh lingo a little bit and calls the guy a jagoff. Mm-hmm. And which, Pittsburgh just totally popped for it. Yeah, there was a sign later in the night that called MJF a jagoff. Jagoff. So that was that was dead on, right? honestly. I didn't know that was like Pittsburgh lingo. That's crazy, though. <laughs> yeah. But um, also he manages to point out, because this is where we set up what happens on Rampage. You know, they're talking about, I'm not going to wrestle you tonight. I'm not going to mess with you tonight. And he says, you're not going to mess with me tonight, you know. But what you are going to do, I, I see you have a bunch of belts over there. And I met with Khan and Scott Demore. And so that impact belt you're putting online at Rampage, the first match in the history of, the pro- of that program. And that was awesome. And then he said, and also your buddies back there, the Bucks, are going to take my guys on Jurassic Express for those belts on the next Dynamite. So this was a neat little setup. It it uh, it reminds people too, and I'll just go ahead and talk through this too, and we'll get to it again at the end, at the, towards the end of the show. When Christian left to go from WWE to Impact Wrestling or TNA back then, nobody had gone that direction, and even after he did it, the people who went over were people the WWE had gotten rid of, or like. You know, Angle had some problems with with substances and stuff like that, and so he kind of got exited. Uh, Christian chose to go that direction because he he didn't want to be wrestling for mid card belts. He thought he could be a world champion, and he needed the opportunity to do that. Um, or he felt like he needed the opportunity to do that, and he went off and became a star, and then came back and got to utilize that, but still wound up some to some degree. Edge had to quit before he could be the champ. And even then, it was kind of a way to put Orton further over. Yeah. And so then, here we are, as as he gets to have a second comeback, or a first comeback, but uh, a comeback on the heels of his best friend Edge having a comeback. He does the same thing. He's, he looks around the wrestling landscape, and he says, Hey, I, I like Adam Copeland. I don't have to play second field with Adam Copeland. No. I can go. I can go be my guy in this other company. And also, I think any company, and you heard it when he came in, they all said the same thing. The guy is a genius when it comes to pro wrestling. And he can he's he mixes the the fine line between what Edge does and what Orton does and what some of the more uh, athletic guys do. And he mixes that so well in his matchups. And we'll see that later on. I was... Uh, very excited for him because for a little bit there it felt like he was treading water. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it feels like, oh, okay, we're gonna get to see a little more of this. Uh also, Friday, Fuego del Sol will be wrestling Miro. There's a little bit of a uh vignette or something here on this. And Miro is gonna kill him. And but if he can win, he gets a con if, if 
if Mobile's own, Fuego Del Sol wins, he can have a contract with the company, and that's that will play into that later on. 2.0 have got their eyes on the Stinger. Do not interfere in this match between Daniel Garcia and Darby Allen Stinger, or else you will catch the ire of the formerly known Ever Rise. Ever Rise. But now Ever- they're 2.0. Now they're 2.0. Even better. Even better Ever Rises. This was good. I thought it was mm-hmm. uh, like like we were talking about. Um, Darby doesn't have bad matches. Garcia has a cool move set. If he'll, I feel like if he'll ditch the gray socks, he's off and running. Yeah, there's just something aesthetically not quite. It's probably it's probably just the socks. It literally is just the socks. <laughs> Every move he has is great. It's just for one, some reason he wears gray socks and it throws everything off. I don't know. I feel like he should have like a slightly different hairstyle too. I don't know. I feel like he all just looks a little generic. Or he should wear like he should have something that makes him stand out a little bit more if that makes sense. Right. Right. Dye your head hot red or something. Do something. I mean, if you're going to be red death, right. Be red death. I yeah, for for me red death that there's nothing about that guy that says red death. That just looks right. like a guy. Dye your head red, put on black eyeliner. Go for it. Dude, we need more guy liner in wrestling. Right. That's why I like Darby so much. <laughs> right, right, because of it. Okay, but anyway, Darby gets a float over there and then hits a coffin drop for the win. Sting winds up beating up 2.0. The point of this was more to give the fans a Darby appearance, give Sting a moment, and also get Daniel onto your consciousness so that maybe he can have a performance like Martin had earlier in this show down the road. A death triangle. Penta Phoenix. Want Andrade and Pac pops in and says, you know what? I'll take him. Don't worry about that guy. Y'all do need... Andrade's right. You guys do need to go for titles. And Andrade is right. They do need to go for titles. I agree. And um, a Pac versus Andrade matchup. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'll take that. Tony All- Khan, I'd like to take a moment, just a brief moment, <laughs> to thank you for, for bringing some of these matchups into my life. Yeah. <laughs> Action, yes, the Pixies play, and we got the best friends rolling out. Wheeler, Chuck, Orange, Statlander versus Private Party and Matt Hardy. Um, Statlander is not in the match, but she is she's there chilling. Um, but she's attacked later by Nyla. Right. Because that match is coming up. Correct. And that winds up being a subplot to some degree and also gets her out of the way. And I, I appreciate that. It, it's I like it. I like the matches bleeding over a little bit. The way these shows are going, anytime you put women on my TV screen, is I, I appreciate it because I think we were going on 14 minutes that women got on here, and a lot of much. a lot of that was well, talking. Yeah, right. But that being said, I feel like we're moving away from that. I don't know how to be convinced of that, but I do feel like we're going away from that. Part of that has to do with the run-in post-match on Revenge. Part yes. of it has to do with it feels like Statlander. Is getting in pro. It feels like they are drawing programs outside of the belt. Yes, which is how you build a, a division. Absolutely. Which and things like this is how you do that. Bunny attack in Statlander. Things like that is how you do it. Right? Making rivalries outside of the belt. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's how you. That's how you make anything interesting. Because the belt's automatically interesting. Absolutely. But if I have to think about it in three or four different ways, now you have my consciousness and my subconsciousness. If that makes sense. Yes. Okay, if I'm reading too much into it, whatever. Matt Hardy winds up going over here. What'd you think about this? It was okay. Yeah, it was fun. It was okay. Yeah, it was a fun little match. I like the I like the end of it quite I fe- a bit. I fear for Private Party. 
You do? It feels like they just slowly get further and further into the background. You know? And that's... A lot of guys on these shows, I do start to worry about as I see and hear more about this guy's getting signed, that guy's getting signed, this guy's getting signed. Right? Private Party, yeah. I agree. Because uh, they were yeah. the team that, like, surprise beat the Bucks in I, the first round of the tournament, right? Like, that was a crazy moment when that happened. I thought after the tournament, which was, we're going on two years now, right? Pride and Powerful and the Private Party would be, like, their, their Usos New Day. Just those guys that can just go out there. Right. Everybody's good. It's a great tag division, but these two teams are, one of them's going to have to belt all the time. Absolutely. I I mean, you knew the Bucks would be in there, but I didn't think they'd still be in there two years later. Yeah. But to the Bucks' credit, they didn't get the belts for a while. Very true. They they stayed away from it for a little while. So, eventually. okay. I I do think they should have a trios belt. I've said it before. They have have a ton of trios, and that could add some legitimacy to that. And they also have a lot of trios matches. Yeah. So what would it hurt to have? But we're not going to get that until Omega and the Bucks don't have a belt. And then they need a belt, and they'll invent it. Right. And then they'll lose that one, too. It'll be be a great moment for us all. (laughs) Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. What do you think about this? Uh, It was pretty good. Uh, I think they they swung for the fences, and they did a pretty good job overall. I love the 451. The Area 451 is the dopest move name. And it's just a great move in general. I think Statlander has improved vastly. Thought yeah. Nyla looked pretty good in this match, too. The, the only thing wrong with this match was it was four minutes. Yeah, it was Once you short. run the bell and once yeah. you had to pin. You know, if, if they give them seven minutes, it would have been three minutes better. If they gave them ten minutes, it would have been six minutes. You know? Well, I agree with that up to a certain point. I'm all for shorter matches. Right. Depending on the context. Right, they probably shouldn't have given them eight more minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i think like a, a five minute more yeah would, yeah yeah i think that would have been good give it time for somebody to let a moment breathe you know you got hurt you walk outside of the ring move around just a little bit just give it time for a moment to breathe Stuff where instead like of having to go immediately into your next move i do think if you don't have like the whole match set up i i think Longer matches just kind of drag a little bit. That's why I say right. that. That that's just the reason why. It's because sometimes it just feels like they're. I get it. Slow. Yeah. I get it. Absolutely. Now, um, the Bucks are going to give us a basketball segment here, as that has been their thing lately. And Nick Jackson is is legitimately very good at, uh, like basketball shots. Like he posts a lot of videos of him making trick shots on BTE. Okay. Okay. Like he'll just do trick shots every single episode. That is good. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. But um, right here he gets blocked by a dinosaur, which in in fairness to Dinosaur had like, thousands of years head start on it. Yeah. But, yes, he gets blocked by a dinosaur, to which he screams that was a foul. Cutler thinks it was clean, which gets him even further in trouble. Uh, I kind of like was... Cutler's spot right now. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not going to get to wrestle, be a, let it, if, he, if he's okay being a buffoon, I'm okay with him being That's a buffoon. That's perfectly fine. Although I, I, I still like to Where believe that the... I am. Cutler cult. I'm Cutler cult. Yeah. No matter what. Right. Brit in ring promo. I thought this was good. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see her in a. This is my tribe. Because I, I don't want to say it was a baby face because a lot of people called it baby face. This was more to me of this is my tribe. Yes. These you are know, my people. Right. I'm this from Pittsburgh. Home. I've got this incredible jacket with the, the normal tooth from the dentist 
honor, but the Pittsburgh Pirate uh, image on the mm-hmm. one shoulder, the or the P, and the old school Penguins on the Dude, other. The old school Penguins logo rules. The crowd was filled. If you're old enough to remember, there was a time where the Steelers, uh, Three Rivers, Three Rivers Stadium, I believe, is where they originally played, would be filled with terrible towels, and you had the epic teams with Franco and Terry Bradshaw. Lynn Swan would would jump on the shoulders of a lineman and swing it, swing the towel around around the crowd. It was epic the way that the Steelers that generation is one of the great teams of all time. Terrible towel towel was their signal. Um, Pittsburgh, whenever they are good, have always had a really big tribal feel to it, um, and the whole country has wound up. With a lot of Pittsburgh people, I think this when the, I saw a TV show one time where they talked about how the reason why Steeler fans are prominent all over the United States is because when the steel industry was no longer as big a deal as it once was in Pittsburgh, all those people left. But the Steelers never got bad. No. And so their fandoms still grew because the parents had. So you'll have my granddad was from Pittsburgh, and then there's like you know, eight to 12 people when you count the whole family yeah. after that, because, you know, you had two sons and they had a son and they had, a son. and all of them kept being Steeler fans. And that became their family thing because the Steelers never got bad. And it's kind of neat. And you saw her go into this moment and explain, you know, the Steelers were down this year. The, all of our sports teams were down this year, but here's your hope was the last thing. And she holds up the belt to let them know there's one champion still in champion in the city of champions. Hell yeah. And it was great. And you could feel the moment. And, and it, 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 uh, it begins a crescendo that, uh, it begins a, a cheer that crescendos at rampage at the end, because she does get to be the main event finally for a television show. And boy, it is, it's a moment. Yeah, absolutely. It is a moment. And it is a moment not as in a snap moment. It is a moment as in the entire match is a moment for that arena of just absolutely madness as they as they cheer for their hometown hero. Um, Dark Order versus the Good Brothers. Ugh. Scott Demore was on commentary, and he obviously is not real happy with Anderson and Gallows ever. Oh, no, so good. Uh, Kazarian winds up getting rid of a stooge. Um, Stu Grayson is a perfect wrestler. Yeah. I've decided if he was like yeah. three inches taller, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. He, he's great for me, but I, I don't understand why he's not. I don't get why him and uh, again, tag division. I, I, I don't, I don't get why him and I don't, yeah. aren't, aren't more than they are. Cause Maybe I just they love you though. It's yeah. kind of hard to tell. But, again, that's another one of those things. Where, nah. There's just such a log jam, and I'm not knocking. There's only so much time. I'm not trying to be hypercritical. Maybe I am. But it, there's a log jam of people that are maybe they will be's. Yeah. And it's Especially like, in the tag division. Right. Well, even like, in God. the singles division. Yeah, shoot. You know what I mean? And you have an FTW title, and you have a TV title, and you have the real title. And I'm I'm watching the shows, and I'm seeing a guy like Grayson, and I'm seeing a guy like Martin, and I'm seeing a guy like uh, like uh, Red Death. And I think, you know, maybe they ought to have a cruiserweight belt. Sammy Guevara would be a great cruiserweight champion. Shoot, he would be a fantastic inaugural champ. You know, you could have a tournament, have him go over, and you're off Damn, and give running. Give me a cruiserweight tournament. Yeah. Let's go. Especially if you're going to continue to kind of 
harking and make me remember the good things about Nitro. Shoot, you start off you start and off an episode with I, a cruiserweight match. As much as I don't Come love on. Jericho and commentary, he would be great to quote to do a cruiserweight tournament because you would hear the stories of Guerrero. You would hear the stories of of Mysterio of psychosis psychosis of super crazy yeah, of super all crazy. those Malenko Malenko Hell, Malenko's backstage he's there <laughs> there's not too many people even though uh, Jerry Lynn w- wrestled for major titles and TV titles he again was a, that size of competitor that that was if if Kenny Omega reminds me of any wrestler it's Jerry Lynn you think and so? That's how much, I, and I think Kenny is think one of the, the great pro wrestlers. Well, in the build, yeah. <laughs> Jay Lynn was built like a brick. House, oh yeah, that you know awesome. what I mean. And that is not a shoot on Kenny at all. No. That is how much I think of Jerry Lynn. I think Jerry Lynn's one of the great performers of his generation. Okay, so the Dark Order has some cool setup things, and it looks like they got this thing in the bag. Gallo slides the belt in. The referee comes over and ignores the ending, so why shouldn't we in the freaking bad guys win? Again, the devil knows. Isn't yeah. that what that song? It's terrible. I right, it's the it least hype song I've ever heard. Which is the good perfect. Brother. Right, because they wrestle like that. They wrestle, just. it's just a drag. I wonder if, I wonder if Anderson stands on the apron and thinks to himself, boring, boring. Because he's good, so he kind of has to dial it back the whole match. <laughs> I wish. He's just like, how can I express none of my personality in this match? <laughs> how can I really make certain that that nobody is really, like, enjoying we'll save it. For, we'll, I'm going to save my entertainment for the backstage segment where we're talking about young boys. <laughs> or talking about the... Uh, or, or when we do the movie things where we talk through... Bloodsport. Yeah. There's one of my personality shines. Yeah. Not this silly wrestling. As soon crap as the bell over. rings, I become a, a tabula rasa, blank slate. Right. I want to make sure you remember me from the G1 final I lost. <laughs> I don't want to give you anything else to remember me by. Okay. Camille and uh, Layla Hirsch give a little NWA match promo thing, and it was it was good. It was fine. QT Marshall was supposed to apologize here, but instead he winds up beating, to- beating up Tony's son. We had the big show come out and get physical a little bit with one, with a one move choke slam. Here's the thing. Mainly what happens here is the world gets worried that show is going to wrestle all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like and I get where they're coming from cuz show and hey. Show's always going to be big enough he can do this. You know what I mean? Do I want to watch him do six, seven minutes in a ring against anybody? Not particularly. Not really. He had his moment. There were times. I remember when he first came out, I was in awe like the rest of the world at the size. He is probably the most athletic man over seven foot that wasn't uh, Shaq or somebody. You know what I mean? To to have wrestled. like a, He's the most athletic actual full-time wrestler ever, right? That was that. It's the size of a freaking whale. Um, and... I will say this: When men like show wrestle on TV, it's like if you, you, you're not a basketball guy, but if you watch basketball on TV, it's one sport. If you watch basketball from the uh, top 
level or the second level in a basketball arena, it's another sport. If you're courtside, top five rows, it's crazy. It's incredible because they're dinosaur-sized men moving fast as you can believe, and it's so good. You lose some of the sense of scale after a while watching them on TV. Correct. And when you go to an arena and a big show walks down the aisle, and he comes by you and you're lower than his hip. It's kind of crazy. And he just strides up onto the apron without using the stairs. And then he steps over the top rope. And you realize, wow, you know, Kevin Nash can do that, but that guy's probably got four feet on Kevin Nash. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he does like a rolling flip over somebody, and you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't that don't the, move like that. Physics. Because when when Hobbs does something uber athletic, you you mark out for it, right? So I will say that television doesn't do an Andre the Giant a big show justice. It doesn't do a Shaq justice. You know what I mean? And so but I still am not looking for him to wrestle after that whole diatribe. Okay, we get to our main event of the evening. Uh, oh, Sting's going to wrestle uh, his first match on TNT, I guess, next week for in a while. Tag team matchup. He and Darby versus Everrise, maybe? Probably Everrise. Should be really painful for Everrise. The epic-ish Trials of Jericho. Five stages of Hades for the Christopher. Wardlow is next. How on earth will Jericho pull this off, we wonder. Jericho does well. Like, I mean, the first two stages here were really good. The second two stages were okay. Yeah. Last time was disconnected, a little weird. Yeah. It was cool to see my man Hoovy Juice after a while, but... Jericho doing several segment matches weeks in a row might be a little much to ask for a guy that's not quite the spring chicken he once was. The crowd marked out for all of it. What did you think about this match? Uh, it was our... Uh, wait, I kind of skipped forward through it, honestly. <laughs> okay. The, the Wardlow. Uh, I mean, I, I like Wardlow. I like seeing Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Um, just for whatever reason, we I watched that match after I watched Rampage. And I was just kind of done with Jericho, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just I didn't I didn't want to put up with him making, just doing his thing. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Though. Okay, here's the here's kind of the finish for you. Okay, the, just to tell you how how disjointed. This. So the rule is I get to be ringside, right? If I'm MJF, and he starts to try to interfere, and Aubrey kicks him out of the arena. Well, no offense, but the step was. MJF gets to be there. So that is a gross abuse of power by Aubrey here. She doesn't have the right to kick him out. He made the stip. And the fact that MJF didn't make a stink about that is an oversight. But in all of the weirdness of this, Jericho grabs the pink and black baseball bat. Aubrey doesn't get turned around in time. He utilizes it on Wardlow. And he gets your W. And then, of course... You wind up with MJF coming down and uh, fisticuffs and all that. Sammy tries to help out. Hager finally winds up being the guy that clears the ring. And our last of the five labors of Jericho happen. And the stiff is, you're not allowed. You ready for the stip? Are you ready for the stip? Yeah. You're not allowed to use your Judas effect. Or 
come out to Judas. Right. So I'm going to take the crowd out of it. And I'm going to take away your one weapon. You know what? I just thought about it. You know how he has to win this match? You ready? How's that? Lion Salt. Terrible. Remember he botched that one, but yeah. then he came back the next week and made sure he hit one? Yeah. Win it with a Lion Salt. I think you're right. You know? That's what I think. That's what I think. If he's going to win. Or, of course, it'd be cool if, if, if MJF were to tap out. Would be cool. But does he have to win here? No. He doesn't. You want to move on to Rampage? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That I way we get, can talk get, about his commentary? I just get tired of Jericho. Okay. I really do. Okay. Okay. I think I think this whole thing is, has been all right to good. Well, I think the live audiences have they ate it up. It. Yeah, they love it. You, you know what I mean? It's similar to a, a lot of things when you have legends come out, right? And or It's like, oh, wow, that's Chris Jericho. Right. Well, he's not quite the... At least for the for the average fan, he's not quite the uh, Jurassic version of himself, which you will get sometimes in pro wrestling. That's like late Harley Race in WWE type thing. Yeah, but he he is for me. He it. I don't know. For me, we'll put it this way: there's enough talent here where I could see him wrestle t- twice a month and talk twice a month, and it'd be fine. But for other people, I totally get why. And for Tony, who looks at numbers and sees how they spike when Chris is on his television, I totally get why. Right? Yeah. Now, between Rampage and Dynamite, we get an Impact show. A couple takeaways from it. Sue Young is back with... uh, She has created... uh, Kimberly is now her sidekick, dressed up like her. Madison Rain came back and aligned herself with uh, what's his name with a K? Caleb with a K? Caleb with a K mm-hmm. and uh, Caleb Conley. Yes, and come on, he takes pictures of her. Oh, uh, Tennille Dashwood. I'm so sorry. Yes, and Tennille Dashwood, and that's going to be. I, I could see Taylor. This should be good. You have Taylor back now. The women's division here has always been strong. I've always liked Sue Young in the women's division. I like the weirdness that Impact can give you. We did have Brian Myers go over in a battle royal to face the Impact champion, if it be Kenny Omega or Christian Cage. I wonder deep down whether or not Kenny Omega is wanting to wrestle Brian Myers at a special event yeah I wonder not so much I think I know the answer to that I think I'm going to get the answer to that in a minute Rampage begins as the Impact title is on the line and we get Jericho Henry Excalibur Taz on commentary I told you what I thought about uh, that commentary already Christian versus Omega what did you think it was really good Christian and Omega are just phenomenal sellers. Mm-hmm. Christian's really good at making a match look like it's pushing him to the limit and beyond. Mm-hmm. He just looks like he's like I think you said he looked like he'd been in a war for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It was really really good. And as we got deep in the match, they, the announcers did manage to tell you Christian's a thinker. You know what I mean? And 
and he's calm and he's cool no matter how bad things get. And as the match went on, that became the story. As he hits the V, he hits the V trigger. Christian rolls toward the ropes, goes on the outside of it, winds up getting the back doom back pull down on the top rope. The frog mm-hmm. splash almost. Uh, the next time around when he's going for it, you can tell Christian sees it coming, but he still looks like he might be able to absorb it. And then he moves at the last minute. And boy, your boy Omega tried to tear his ACL on that yeah, second turn yeah. buckle. Ooh-wee. That sets up a, another near fall. And then another missed one winds up setting up a chain of events where Callis decides he needs to cheat. Uh, we get a chair. The Bucks bring down a chair. Omega sets it up. Be careful what you set up because you may go through it. As Don Callis is on the apron, distracting said referee, you have Omega try to hit the third time. I think he tried to hit the, the one wing angle. Mm-hmm. Angel. He does it once really early, once later on. And, and then, then right here, uh, Christian hits him with a couple rights on top of the head, swings into the kill switch. We get the kill switch on the chair. Kenny looked like he might have broke his head, but he didn't, or his neck. <laughs> He always looks like that. He's good. Like you said, the way they sell for one another makes each move better. The way the way um, Kenny is extremely good at at setting up a Kenny Omega match in, in the way it, the stories are told. Christian's likewise putting them together is a no brainer. It's going yes. to be as Christian used to call his matches in TNA an instant classic. Absolutely, and it absolutely was. I thought it was one of the it was one of two match of the week candidates for me. And it was I was just over the moon when Christian gets the pin here and he gets the impact belt and he and he's standing there with his friend Mark Henry and he says, I love you, Mark Henry, right before, but not in a I love you, Mark Henry, in a if I'm gonna be here in this moment doing this, the fact that a guy that's been up and down the roads with me that I, I have the utmost respect for standing beside me right now matters. Absolutely. Interesting side note to all of this, even though Jurassic Express comes out and they get to shout at the Bucks the next week mm-hmm. and Christian gets to talk a little bit about, about his history with Impact and you can see Scott Demore over the moon to get rid of Callus and Omega probably both in kayfabe and reality this thing that interested me the most is that Orange Cassidy was, was in ringside and just standing in the background watching as Christian celebrated with champagne. Just checking it out. It makes me wonder if he won't get a shot at that Impact title. I hope because so. as I like the weirdness of Impact, and I feel like to some degree, Kenny and the Good Brothers and the Bucks took all of that in a, in a direction away from their weirdness into a different realm of weird. Orange is very Impact weird. Yeah, I agree. He could kind of. He'd fit in. He would fit in in a weird way. Uh, and of course. I left out the whole Jack uh, Jack White. Jay White? The whole Jay White Bay thing that was on Impact, which I love the fact that they're going through that right now, and it, it's good stuff too. Now we have Mobile's own Fuego Del Sol, as we said, r- wrestling against Miro, and this is going to be... I really enjoyed the match. I it thought was It was great for all yeah, 140 seconds or whatever. Perfect. You know, all, yeah, you know what I mean? Some matches don't need to be that long. It was like Fuego six. Fuego gets a couple instant tornado DDTs. Yes. Might uh, have had a pinfall on one, but Miro rolls out of the ring. Right. Uh, eats a third one. Miro ends up kicking out, then just kills him. Just he, sta- he strides him. up, and we think we're getting a fourth. Yes. As 
Because Del, Del Sol's going to do some whatever his finisher is, which he's 1 in 70 or something. So The Tornado DDT. Because he, he's never hit it. Yeah. As soon as he hit it, he won a match. Yes. Which was the, the whole the whole gimmick and why people really liked him. Right. And so as, as we think maybe this is it, he just lands on Miro's shoulders. And Miro does this incredible Bulgarian drop. Drop. Uh, sort of Samoa drop. But he jumped backwards with him. Strength here is incredible. Winds up tossing him down, and then he gives him a super kick that would kill a man. And then, oh yeah, and, and but Del, of course, Fuego is not a normal man, so he's no. able to. Absorb. He's from Mobile, Alabama. Then he gets yes, <laughs> in Mobile, if you will, and we get the choke out. This was great. Um, Red Velvet and Britt Baker wind up giving us. Oh, I am not we, going to ignore this. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Sorry. I was going to say Sammy comes out. Tony Khan follows him and hands him a clipboard with papers on it. It turns out that even though he lost the match, he wins the war because he gets signed by this company. And it shows you that somebody pays attention to what the crowds are doing in dark. And in we had a kid that, in spite of the fact that he was losing, entertained the crowds, became a fan favorite. We put him in a couple of segments where we want to make a guy heal so he destroys the helpless baby face who is absolutely you know and that gets him over even further and here he gets a contract and sammy govea his real life best friend comes out and delivers it to him the kid evidently you you told me that it was it was a shoot yeah that's what that's what people were saying that he really didn't know he really didn't know he looked like he was crying like he was, <laughs> he was overwhelmed by the moment. You he saw looked, him. Come, he looked like he was hyperventilating yeah, for a while, and then he just trembling. started, yeah. just crying. Yeah, it was such a good moment. Well, dude, dude. that's so what crazy. a moment for the guy. I know, man. You know, man, I knew it had to be a matter of time until he got one. Yeah, yeah. Was what that, a great, great moment. Um, speaking of great moments, Britt and uh, Red Velvet do their little backstage back and forth. Britt says, "You can't ruin." basically anything I'm involved in because I'm Brit, which is true enough. And then we get the match and from the moment her music hits, she gets a Cody style entrance, all the fireworks, all the uh, sparkles, everything. And she comes down and she's a star anywhere in the world right now in Pittsburgh, PA. She is the star. Absolutely. And she comes out, they have a good match. It's not blow to blow away. Great. You can tell the more I, I could see this being a rivalry though that they go back to time I and again, so. and as the matches get I, better, yeah. familiarity gets better, they become better. It was good though. Uh, Reba helps cheats, whatever you want to call it, during picture in picture, as they said, gets ejected, and then the story winds up being Velvet's tenacity and Brit. They they are booking Brit as tenacious. Yes. And they constantly, she's got a broken wrist when she walks to the ring. Red Velvet goes to that wrist time and again. When she goes for the finish, actually, Red Velvet tries to put her in the lockjaw. That gets reversed. That turns into her trying to put the lockjaw on with the broken wrist. It doesn't work. She rolls it around and reverses it herself so that she can do it with the left. Which I thought was great. And she gets the pin, and she gets the win, the tap. We get the party. And I want to talk just quickly. Did you like the hour format? Yes, it flew by. I hated it. You didn't like it? I hated it before it happened. 
And then you, you were just like, wow, that was a delicious sized meal of wrestling. Amazing. Three matches, three promos. None of the promos were three. It was nice, quick. Uh, it It's more my style than the Dynamite is. I, you know me, I'm... The, the one thing I can say that you brought into my life that I really appreciate is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Because I've always been a bell-to-bell -bell guy. And, like, I'll, I'll, I'll watch, like, if I don't have time, a lot of times, I'll watch wrestling and just listen to the promos and see the results and kind of slow down. Then I'll go back and watch the matches. And then I'll go back and watch. Like, sometimes on Saturday, I will have watched certain matches three four times if they're really good. Oh, yeah. And I just love Bell to Bell. And this show is a Bell to Bell show. And that's perfect. It is because I, when I dreamed of what, when I heard, oh, Cody's going to come with this wrestling program and these people from Japan, the best matchmaker is going to be there. And, and, and you know, uh, I, I don't know the nickname for the Bucks and whatever I think they're great matches. But the same thing, the rep is there as these people rely on what happens after you ring the bell. And I had this image in my head of what that style of a company would be. And this show is very close to what I thought. And I'm, I'm I glad was going for that. to get. I'm thankful for that. Right. Right. It, there's something to be said for brevity. Absolutely. I was going to make a brevity is the soul of wit and yeah. is the soul of yeah. Quality in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you had a great... I, yeah, absolutely. Me too, man. Me too. Okay, for my man, New Japan Jerry, for me, KP, this has been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the GIN Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. Go home.